Hello, my lovely bookworms, and welcome to the Reader Extraordinaire's Book Thoughts for the Soul with me, your Reader Extraordinaire. I hope you guys are having a great night, day, afternoon, wherever the heck you are in the world. And today, um, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> The Wicked King, which is book two um, after The Cruel Prince. Um, and fun fact, um, I'm actually recording this as a video as well. So if you have a desire and you want to come see it in video form, go for it. So I created a YouTube channel because I wanted to be able to do this. I wanted to be able to have video as well as just audio for people who may not like podcasts, they want to watch a video and see it. Um, but I also created a YouTube channel because I wanted to be able to talk about things more in depth um, because I usually only do my reviews about 30 or so minutes and I wanted to be able to do some more in depth stuff, but where you guys could see me and see me interacting instead of just listening to me. So if you want to check that out, um, I'm going to have it linked in the description. Um, and I think it's just going to be a fun little journey that we're going to do. So we now have a TikTok, a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, and a YouTube. Woohoo! Good things. So I'm sorry about being absent. I know I posted on socials that I was sorry about being absent, but I have just switched jobs and things have been crazy. So we're here, we're going to catch up um, a little bit with um, the book of the month at the end. Um, I'm not going to do a separate episode just because um, it's just been crazy. So what we're going to talk about today first is we're going to go ahead and talk about The Wicked King, which I got to say, this series has been amazing. So what I usually do is I give you guys what I call the people's plot and I go on Goodreads. It's where I read Goodreads, the little article or the little blurb that everyone has access to. So it's by Holly Black and this is the sequel to The Cruel Prince. The enchanting and bloodthirsty sequel to the New York Times bestselling novel, The Cruel Prince. You must be strong enough to strike and strike and strike again without tiring. The first lesson is to make yourself strong. After the jaw-dropping revelation that Oak is the heir to fairy, Jude must keep her brother safe. To do so, she's bound the wicked king Cardin to her and made herself the power behind the throne. Navigating the constantly shifting political alliances of fairy would be difficult enough if Cardin were easy to control. But he does everything in his power to humiliate and undermine her, even as his fascination with her remains undiminished. When it becomes all too clear that someone close to Jude means to betray her, threatening her own life and the lives of everyone she loves, Jude must uncover the traitor and fight her own complicated feelings for Cardin to maintain control as a mortal in fairy world. Whew. I've been fighting off a yawn for a long time. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and get that my one star reviews up because we're going to talk about them but I also took notes on this I took I take notes on mostly all my series um and on my YouTube channel I will have to do a like video on how I keep my reading journal 
because I started a new way that I'm keeping a reading journal. So I'll have to show you guys that because I'm pretty proud of it. Okay, so let's get into this. So where we left off in Cruel Prince is, you know, Carden is this awful fairy that just constantly tortures Jude because, you know, Jude doesn't back down. She's, she's powerful. She doesn't back down. But at the end, we see that she binds him and makes him the king to keep her brother safe. Well, Carden's not very happy about that, of course. Um, but Jude is the seneschal to the king, which basically means, or she's seneschal. I shall put it that way in quotation marks. Because no one knows that she's the true power behind the throne. No one knows that uh, they all think she's just the seneschal. But they don't know that she's actually got most of the power. And Cardin, he's not happy with the fact that he's bound by an oath and that he must do this for a year and a day. That was their um, agreement, would you rather? So everything seems to be going great. Um, Except there's a threat on the horizon of Queen Orloff, um, who is Nicasia's mother. And if uh, if you don't know who Nicasia is, if you haven't read the series, Nicasia is um, one of the inner circle of Cardin's friends who had been in love with Cardin. And uh, there's some, you know, history with them. But she wants to get Cardin back, and uh, her mother, Queen Orloff, wants there to be an alliance between the Sea Kingdom and Elfheim. So, yeah, it's, it's this thing that's looming that they, well, not they, I mean, you know, Cardin, Cardin has a say, but... Jude is the one who's trying to think, you know, is this a good idea? Like, and obviously she knows it's not. Um, Queen Orloff is not the greatest. Um, she just wants to control Cardin. And if Nicasia marries Cardin, it's going to be ten times easier to control Cardin and be able to rule essentially two kingdoms. Um, <clears throat> so... Jude needs to be careful about what the heck's going on. She visits um, Cardin's brother, who's in prison, Belkin. Um, and because he was in prison in the last book, um, sent him to the Tower of Forgetting. <clears throat> and, you know, Belkin has been getting gifts and visits from the sea. So though people are telling Jude that he's not really that important to Queen Orloff, it's nerve-wracking that there's someone in the Tower of Forgetting who is um, part of Queen Orloff's court. Um, so 
it's this whole big thing that she has to deal with. And on top of all of this, she finds out that someone has betrayed her trust. Um, and she's not quite sure who that is yet. So, I mean, there's the Court of Shadows. There's also her sister, Taryn. Uh, there's Nicasia, who um, shot Cardin one night because she was angry and jealous that he was with other women. So, you know, there's her. Um, but the people who know her deep, dark secrets are usually the Court of Shadows because that's her own little personal kingdom that Cardin has nothing to do with, essentially. So she's got to figure out who has betrayed her trust, which is difficult. So her sister, you know, she thinks about all this and her sister also wants to be close again. Um, her sister married Locke, who is the worst character ever. I cannot stand him. Um, and I'll tell you in the review of Queen of Nothing, the third book, why I'm happy about what happens regarding Locke. Um, but Locke is the one who was essentially saying to Taryn, her sister, her twin sister, prove your love to me by not getting upset when I have a thing with your sister. When I kiss her and when I take her back to my, when I take her back to my little manor house and just make her fall for me and then I'm just going to throw her away. So I hate Locke. He's awful. It's not just because he was screwing over Jude and Taryn. It's just the fact that he's awful. Um, he's, in my opinion, worse than Cardin. Like Cardin is bad, but Locke and Valerian when he was alive, those two were just, oh my God, they were so awful. They actually did a lot of the I don't even think you can call them pranks because they're just so bad. They're the ones who did a lot of that, not Cardin. So I hate Locke, but he's made master of rebels because he loves to have a good time. He's a typical fairy and that he loves to have a good time, but he doesn't care who he hurts in the process. He thinks it's funny. And Taryn wants to be close to Jude and... Jude is thinking of all 47 things at one time. You know, she's sent us all. She's got the power. Someone's betrayed her. Her sister wants to be close now. Queen Orloff is trying to marry Nicasia into Cardin's family. And it's just like this whole big thing. And then she's really just not sure how to handle all this. Because I wouldn't either. But surprisingly, she does it extremely well. Um, and they do a revel one night obviously and they always crown a queen of mirth and it's usually a mortal um if you hear my cats in the background going crazy by the way one of them is like trying to chase a bug and i i don't know anyway so a queen of mirth is a mortal who is glamored who can't uh tell the difference between like eating dirt and wearing no clothes you know they glamour her into thinking that she's got the most extravagant robes on and that she's got you know she's eating the best food and it's just it's a really awful fairy trick well jude 
can't be glamored. She had a guise put on her um, in the first book when she became part of the Court of Shadows that she can't be glamored. Um, it was from Prince Dane. And no one knows that in fairy. Um, because she's trying to keep that under wraps so that it it just doesn't go crazy yet. Um, but it's very, very helpful. So they make her the Queen of Mirth. But in typical Jude amazing fashion, she twists their trick and makes it hers. She fights against everything within her and makes it her night, even though it's meant to be embarrassing. And Locke did it because he knows that it would make Jude upset. And it's also kind of a, like, a jest at saying, like, oh, she's queen because... You know, she works with Cardin all the time. And it's just, it's just awful. And it's another way to humiliate her. But she fights it. And she does really well, actually. Um, and it's just, it's another opportunity for her to showcase that she is powerful in her own way. Um, she has to deal, Jude has to deal with a lot. And I'm always so proud of her. For how she deals with things. And I'm even more proud of her. For what he. For what for how she acts. When she figures out who has betrayed her. In my notes. I wrote this as all capital. Because I remember. Wanting to throw my book. Across the room. For. This part. Because I was just like. Are you freaking kidding me. It's the ghost. The ghost is who betrays her. And honestly, there's not even a good reason. There's not even a good reason. I mean, other than, you know, he's like, I served Prince Dane, not you. Like, there's not even a good reason other than, like, because I, I just, I don't understand it. it. That's what makes the betrayal the worst. Because there's no good reason. And all of this leads to having lots of issues within the court because she relies on them to be her spies and she's with them. She works with them. So it's just this big issue. So... She is taken under the sea. Jude is taken under the sea. And essentially captured because of all this. And it's just awful. And she doesn't really know how she's supposed to get back. And we don't either. Until you realize... That Cardin, and this is kind of sweet, Cardin sells out the Court of Termites 
to get Jude back from under the sea. And this is so... This has issue because Lloyd Lord Roybin of the Court of Termites, he was one of the courts that Jude made a deal with and would owe a favor if he backed Cardin. And Cardin just turned right around and sold them out to get Jude back. So... We have issue there. <laughs> um, but it isn't long before there's a new issue and Cardin is poisoned. Because no one can ever be okay in the fairy world. And, you know, she tricks Belkin into giving her some of the antidote and then she kills Belkin which is just wonderful because I hate him and I was so glad for him to be out of the way because he's the I guess like the ambassador from the sea to the land but hate him he's awful and like while all this is going on Maddox Jude's father is trying to make another move on the crown and he knows it because Cardin trusts Jude with his whole heart. He's made that very clear. And there's a switch. Taryn, Taryn tries to stand in. It's just so much intrigue in this whole thing. It's just the most complicated plot I've ever seen of... trying to get the crown because Maddox neat wants the crown like he needs the crown because he wants to be king that's why he wanted oak to rule as such a young child because he could be the one to make the the call so Cardin has this bright idea in a fit of I'm so in love with you he marries Jude and the special thing about fairy weddings is that no one actually has to be present. It's not like mortal weddings. You just say and exchange your promise with each other and you're married. The problem with that is that no one saw their wedding. So no one believes that Jude is now the queen of Elfheim because she married the king. No one believes that. And Cardin exiles her because she killed Balkin. So she's exiled to the moral world. And she's she before he like before she's like, you know, carted off to the mortal world, she screams out, she's like, You can't do that, I'm the queen. I'm the queen of Elfheim. And everyone is like, Okay, yeah, right. They laugh because no one saw it. And why would a mortal be queen of Elfheim? So that's where that book ends. It ends on a cliffhanger. Well, it doesn't end like that abruptly, but like she's taken to the mortal world. And she has to deal with the fact that she's exiled. 
And she's like, how do I get back? What do I do? And it puts her in a state of depression because she's been fighting so long to keep everything under control and to keep the kingdom under control because she doesn't want it. This is her home. She's immortal, but Elfheim is her home and she cares so much about it and she's been fighting for so long and then poof, she's exiled and what's she supposed to do now? So it puts her into kind of a state of depression because everything she's done is almost down the drain. It's whatever. So that's where that book ends. And um, it leaves you going, what? So I can't really say there was anything that I did not like about this book. Uh, n- nothing that... I just love, I love Jude's character. I think Jude is a badass. And I think the name Jude is also like one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite names ever. I just, I love it. But I think Jude is such a cool character because she is such a fighter. And I love that about her. But let's see what some reviews had to say. I always go on Goodreads and I filter the one-star reviews because I want to see because half the time I disagree. So this person says that they hate Jude because she's such an idiot. Um, Okay, I don't like this. Not in the sense that she's unlikable because usually I'm into that, but she is so stupid. There's literally no reason for her to stay in fairy where everybody hates her to try and be powerful because she isn't even good at it. She's surprised when someone betrays her. She's She didn't give someone a reason to trust her. Technically, no one needs a reason to trust you in fairy. Did you read the book? She wants to be powerful because she's never had power. She wants that feeling of, now I've showed you. And that is a valid reason to stay in fairy and that's her home she doesn't want to go back to the mortal world she wants to stay in fairy and also with fairies trust is not what binds you to someone even if you've been together for years like Cardin's brothers you're gonna betray each other because that's how they do it in fairy that it doesn't work like that Ugh. okay Why isn't she killing Locke? Why is she trusting Taryn? And why does she trust Cardin not to pull some scheme when she married him? Of course he betrayed her. Well. Because Cardin has been showing her that he cares about her. And she didn't think that it would end that way she did but she didn't she actually goes between feelings in the book she's like okay maybe this is a trick and then it's like okay but maybe he does love me so you know she knows but she hopes you know i officially did not finish the series you have one book left and it's a very good ending whatever 
Okay. Dude is an idiot. Oh my god, no she's not. What the heck? Oh my god. No, I disagree. I think Jude's an awesome character. What's next? This book was horrible, worse than the last. Uh, when I read the third book, yeah, yeah. Uh, world building, it sucked. I actually expected the world to grow and develop. Well, it barely did. Carden makes a new island. We get to see the merfolk for like a few chapters. I don't even remember the names of the islands, but honestly, this map is so unnecessary because there's barely any world exploring. Well, to be fair, <clears throat> we do know a lot about the world, but we don't go to a lot of other places other than the main places that we go to. And we talk about the new island that Carden makes because he is he is part of the Greenbrier line. And so he is able to, he's tied to the land because he's king. So he's able to do some cool stuff. <clears throat> but world exploration is not part of this story. Characters. I believe the author can manage that I hate the characters more than I already did. Jude's annoying. a poor decision maker no Cardin is such a weakly developed character he's such a petty boy and he is so and he has so bad boy vibes very emotional conversation you had with Jude why he is like he is and I wanted to slam my head against the wall until it starts bleeding because I cannot cope with the stupidity it's cliche does not make him a better person and I do not understand why Jude ever wanted to trust him <clears throat> Also, I believe he has a strange fetish for people hating him because they made out and he literally wanted you to tell him I hate you again and again. I cringe so hard. Now, get me started. I hated them all. Maddox was butchered into a villain, so Carden does not need to be it anymore, and I hate it. I hate Taryn. She and Locke do not add a thing to the story. Neither does the bomb or the roach, and I would prefer them just to disappear because they do not add to the story or the plot. They just exist. Listen, how are you going to say that two of the most important people who have Jude's back don't add anything to the story? The bomb and the roach are one of the most, or two of the most important characters. <clears throat> They're minor characters. And Taryn and Locke add something to the story because of Locke terrorizing her sister and Jude having to deal with a familial issue. That's two different plots right there that I just told you about the bomb and the roach and about Jude and Taryn. And <clears throat> Maddox has always been the villain. Thank you very much. Um, so that's another plot line. I, I don't understand how you're saying that there's just no, that you'd want these characters to, to disappear because if we did, we would not have a story. I mean, all of this stuff connects. It's like part of the bigger plot. I'm not sure how you think this all doesn't connect, but whatever. Romance. There's hardly any romance. Uh, having sex or making out does not count for me as romance. A relationship with each other is a weird one. Cardin fell for Jude after she saved his life. Also, I have to say that Cardin having this emotional conversation with Jude about why he is the way he is... I did also was like, why can't I, why can't you just be mean because you're mean? But, like, usually mean people have a reason, so it makes sense. And it was pretty emotional, and it was nice. Um, and 
there is not a ton of romance because they're just realizing they're falling for each other. It's not this huge revelation of, oh my god, I'm so in love with you. It's this slow thing of, wait a second, I think I'm falling for you. You see what I mean? It's just different. Um, and I, I don't know. Cardin and Jude are not stupid. He is falling for her because he's falling for her. It's just, he's falling for her because of her personality. Which I love. I love it. Everyone is commenting and replying that they also did felt the same way. Uh, nothing got better. It's still as toxic and boring as ever. And I'm beginning to think that Holly Black just isn't for me. Someone replied, did you get bullied as a kid? <clears throat> as a kid? One year later and I'm still wondering if I'm reading the same series as everyone else. And also about the whole fetish thing for not, for, for liking the fact that people hate him. That is their dynamic. That is in a lot more books than just this one. Especially enemies to lovers. That is, that is a huge trope. So, if you don't like that, just don't read it. <laughs> um... Uh, let's just do one more. Um, okay. I had to DNF, do not finish, and I'm so incredibly disappointed. That one scene between Jude and Carden, not okay. What? I felt gross after reading, hoping that nothing actually happened, but it did. Oh, I know what they're talking about. The first time they had sex. I also don't think heavy makeout sex scenes should be in teen books, even if they're just kissing and taking clothes off, but we all know what happens next. And trust me, this, this sex scene got pretty intense before the chapter ended. I just don't understand the need for such things in teen novels. I'm so, so annoyed that I won't be able to continue the book. One star because the content is too mature for a teen book. If I were an adult, if it were an adult novel, I'd understand. I'm really disappointed. Mm. Uh... I have to disagree with that because it was not that intense. And also, I don't think it's abnormal for some books to have, for some young adult novels. And I would not call this a teen novel. It's a young adult novel. Um, there's a difference, in my opinion. It's normal to have some sex scenes. Not only adult, not only adult books have sex scenes. They have explicit sex scenes. But none of the none of the romantic scenes in this series were explicit. If you want explicit in adult fiction, go read A Court of Thorns and Roses. That still is not explicit to me. But it is way more spicy than anything that I've read in Holly Black's series. To me, it just, it shows you... A little bit further of their romance it's a heat of the moment passion thing and it does not happen all the time I think this book may be the one that has the most uh romance forward stuff in it but I just would not say that it was that big of a deal and 
in case you haven't noticed, teen books, a lot of the time, do talk about sexual issues. Um, and not just LGBTQ plus uh, centered things because teens are hormonal and it's about going through life and figuring out what is happening to you and it's juggling all these feelings. So I don't think it should be taboo to talk about it or at least make references to it because it, it is happening and it does not mean you are sexualizing things. Um, because if it was talked about more... Maybe you wouldn't feel so uncomfortable with it. I don't know. That's just my two cent on it. But for me personally, I gave this book five stars. I thought it was amazing. And um, before we conclude today's episode, I wanted to just briefly talk about a book that I did not give five stars to. And that is the book of the month that I chose for March, which was Hester. Lord have mercy. It... not good. And I've realized that I actually did, I did record a whole episode and I might actually just release it. I said that I did, I said that I wasn't going to, but I actually did record a whole episode on it because after I finished reading it, I was so like, what did I just read? <laughs> um, so I think I might actually release it because you guys need to hear my take um because I want to know I gave it one star I want to know if you guys agree with me or if you just did not um <clears throat> it is audio only um so it'll just be uploaded to um the podcast um wherever you get your podcasts so I would appreciate it if you guys did read this with me if you guys did participate in the book club and you read Hester I would appreciate if you let me know what you thought, because, <clears throat> girl, I gave this thing one star. Twas not good. And it's rated four star, 4.1, actually, 4.01, normally. But, man, I just... I had, like, super high hopes for this book because it seemed so good, but it's just not, it just wasn't, it just was not, and I talk about it because I recorded the episode right after I finished reading it, and I think I maybe mentioned I gave it two stars, but I went back and gave it one because I just, it was awful, did not like, I'm so sorry if you read it and you hated it, but I'm glad that you read it and if you loved it, so you know, just let me know how you feel. I am going to release that episode now that I think about it because I forgot that I recorded it and I was like, oh yeah, I have a lot to say about this. Let me go ahead and do it. So I will release the bonus episode for um, Hester and I will save my thoughts for you guys to hear in that episode. So I won't talk about it today, um, but I'm so thankful for you guys. Um, thank you for always chilling with me on Thursdays um, at three for Thoughtful Thursdays. Um, I hope that I give you guys something fun to listen to while you're on your way home, um, doing your thing. It makes me very happy that, um, you guys are here with me and I greatly appreciate it. Um, 
and I'm so sorry if my cats are going crazy and you can hear them. You probably can. But I do genuinely really appreciate you guys and being um, patient with me for everything. For me being absent a lot of the time. Um, I'm trying to get better at it. But these past couple weeks have been insane. But thank you guys so much for listening and for being with me. Um, The YouTube channel will be linked in the description of this episode. Um, Go check it out. It's also um, on my Facebook. It's pinned post on my Facebook. It is on my, um, it is on the uh, TikTok account, I believe. It may not be yet. But I know it is on Facebook on the pinned thing um, and it is also on the website. On the website where I have everything, where I have all my socials linked, it's there. Um, So you can go check that out and as usual, I will see you guys next Thursday and I greatly appreciate all of your support. I love you, love you, love you and um, if you missed it, I did release what the April book of the month is. It is Priory of the Orange Tree. I posted that to all my socials. And I hope you guys read this with me. It's really long, but it's supposed to be super good. And we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be having fun with this. And I will see you guys next Thursday. I love you guys. Bye.